Hi, and welcome back to another book review. Today, I am doing the most famous and outstanding queen of rock and roll and from the Ike and Tina Turner era. Yes, you are correct. It is Tina Turner herself. And today, I'm going to be reviewing her book called My Love Story. And when I tell you, if you have or have not read this book, you need to go get it because it tells her life story from the beginning to the end. And you know what? It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So her first chapter, chapter, she gives a quote. Give me a lifetime of promises and a world of dreams. Speak the language of love like you know what it means. That is a quote that everyone needs to just meditate on because that is the truth. If you really speak the language of love, then you know what? I'm going to know what you're talking about. So let's keep it going and keep it moving. Well, the beginning of you know she is from Memphis, Tennessee. And hey, let's get into where she got started. Who's going to help y'all throw me a lifeline? All right. So, like I said, she's from Nutbush, Tennessee. Her name is Martha Neal, a.k.a. Adamant Bullock, a.k.a. Tina Turner. Yes, y'all, Tina Turner. So, one day, Tina Turner <clears throat> was living with her parents. Her mom didn't want to be a mother anymore, I guess, and so she fled and left Tina there. Tina went from the home life to the grandmother that was stricken in the church and raised by the church to living with other relatives. She worked for a lady and her husband watching their children cleaning up after them. And to me, she taught her how to be the woman that she is. Well, the older she got and everything was going through, she had a high school sweetheart, light-skinned, curly hair, just beautiful, handsome and everything. So, she went on and I guess her grandmother died and she went to go live with her mom and her sister and over there in St. Louis and all of a sudden she heard about the band called the Kings of Rhythm, y'all. She was in love with the Kings of Rhythm and she followed them everywhere that they went. And she kept asking the leader of the band, Ike Turner, a.k.a. Sonny, hey, let me sing. And he kept saying, yeah, I'll let you sing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Kept going and kept going. She never sung at all. Well, one day, the one of the band members laid down the microphone. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all of a sudden, this young, small, frame girl just belted out and started singing. And Ike was like, oh, snaps. She can sing. Well, then all of a sudden, they became real good friends. Because, her, see, her sister Adeline was dating one of the other band members. And so, they was always around. Tina will only sing on the weekends with the Kings of Rhythm because she still was in school. Now, by this time, Tina 
looking at a young man that was a saxophone player in the Kings of Rhythm. You know, like I told you before, she had her eyes out for the light-skinned, curly hair, good-looking young man. Well, baby, when I tell you she found Raymond Hill, the saxophone player, he was a Kings of Rhythm. She fell in love with him. See, because she didn't like Ike like that, she said. She said he was too dark and skinny and scrawny and... Oh, my God. She didn't want that. No, she wanted old Raymond Hill. So she thought. So one thing led to another, led to another. And Ike and Tina were still good friends. Because let me tell you, Ike would tell Tina what kind of women he wanted. How he wanted them. He'd see a girl in the audience that he wanted. He'll tell Tina, tell her to meet me at the house. Tell her to meet me backstage. Tell her to meet me at the car. And Tina would do it. Why? Because they was like brother and sister. They was close. So Tina knew exactly what kind of women Ike wanted. And that's what she tried to be whenever she had the chance to become one. Well, she said, I believe that in order for you to really realize or know my story, she says, you have to know where and what I came from. So I told you she struggled at birth and Tina Turner and an AKA Martha Neal, AKA Anime Bullock, was born November 26, 1939. And see, her name was Martha Neal, but her mom didn't like that. I think, don't quote me, or maybe her father didn't like that, and they changed the name to Anime Bullock ever since. Her whole entire life, she grew up fighting her way through the climate of karma. Like I told you before, she didn't think she was wanted. At all, she went from place to place and this and that. Then by her mother, Thelma Bullock, whom we call Ma, the first symbol of the word mother, she was a spoiled little girl who grew up to be spoiled and a spoiled adult. Her daddy favored her over her three brothers, encouraging her to think that she could reach out and take whatever she wanted in life. She grew up, that included my father, Floyd Richard Bullock. She stole him from another girl just because she could. That's how they got together, which never should have happened in the first place. Now, see, this is what Tina's saying. Their marriage was a battlefield from the beginning, right through the birth of their first child, my sister, her sister, Annaline. Then, and when Ma finally decided they should separate once and for all, she found out she was pregnant with Tina. She had no choice but to stay. She felt like, hey, I'm pregnant now again by old Richard, Flora Richard Bullock, so I I gotta stay. Where else can I go? Who wanna take a woman that's pregnant and got a child already by somebody else? So she stayed. Her mother was a woman who bore children, but she never really wanted them. Especially not the rambunctious baby like Tina. She was totally different from Adeline. She was a tomboy, always moving and doing things. She never, never paid attention at all. So let's jump back into Ike and Tina days. But before we do that, 
Tina also had a sister named Evelyn. If I hadn't mentioned it, let me go ahead. Tina's cousin and her sister, Evelyn, died in the car wreck. Now, there is rumors that one of them, I think it was Evelyn or the cousin, was pregnant at the time of uh, their passing. But so it was Adeline, Evelyn, then Tina. There are some more siblings, but I do not know their names exactly, so we're just not going to bring that up. We're going to leave that to you alone. So now, let's get back into the good stuff. <clears throat> when Tina and Raymond Hill was messing around, like I told you, she got pregnant. She thought, oh, she had the world. But before she got pregnant, she would be over there at Lorraine and Ike's house. Lorraine is the mother of Ike Jr. and Michael Turner. See, her and Ike, a.k.a. Sonny, was together. And they had a home together. And Raymond Hill and some of the band members lived with Ike and Lorraine. Well, Tina would come over there. And you know how young teenagers girls are. Just butterflying, smiling and everything. And hey, when he got done messing with Tina, he'll go mess somebody else. Raymond Hill was not faithful at all whatsoever. And Ike saw that. He didn't like it at all. But he felt like if Tina loved it, he had to. He couldn't do anything about it. So this is when they was wearing the long, nice gowns and the laced up um, gloves and everything. And, and you can tell by the wigs that she was wearing at that time what year it was. And let's stop right there. Little side note, Tina had long, pretty hair. One day, she wanted her hair to be blonde. You know, like Etta James and everybody else that had blonde hair. To me, you could have just got you a blonde wig, but she didn't. The young lady that put the perm on her hair and the dye left it on too long and her hair fell out. So, Ike started buying her wigs. And let me tell you, not these cheap wigs. These wigs were expensive wigs and long and flowing. She said she wanted hair to flow down her back and thick and long and so she could shake it and it would move. Well, like I said, when Tina found that she was pregnant with Raymond and she was so excited, her mom was not, oh, Adeline was, not Adeline, excuse me, Zelma was so mad at her because she was pregnant and still in high school. She got kicked out. Yes, she did. Out of the house. So, Tina had nowhere to go and to me, Raymond was not happy whatsoever. So, she had to get an apartment, a garage apartment with her and her child or to get ready for her child. And she was working at the hospital as a candy striper. Well, Raymond was a very abusive man. And that's when Tina Turner, a.k.a. Anime Bullock, started receiving those beatings for nothing. Do you hear me? He pounded lumps on her head. He hit her every way but loose. He was cheating on her. At one point, they almost lost their lives her and the baby because of Raymond Hill. Well, let me tell you, I didn't like it. Not at all. And so when this happened, boy, the Kings of Rhythm and Ike Turner got a hold of Mr. Raymond Hill. Let me tell you, it was not good. So let your imagination run wild with you because we going to keep this tea moving. So one thing led to another, and Raymond Hill, Hill went back to live with his mom. 
So then at that point, Tina had nowhere to go. And when Ike found out what and where she was living and how it looked, he said, oh no, you can't live like this with this baby. So he moved her in with them. And so at this time, it was Ike and Lorraine, Ike Jr., Michael, and then Craig. Then you had Antina. Oh my God, so the house was full, but on the road, Tina was Mrs. Turner. Off-road, she was little Ann. They hadn't slept together at all. No, 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 because he was running a strict band. At this time, Ike wasn't an alcoholic. He didn't do drugs, but he sure did love his women, and women loved him. Ha. So then Tina... One night, uh, one yeah, one night on the road, Ike got drunk, and Ike was not a drinker. And Tina walked over to him, and she helped him in the car, and helped him upstairs or to the house, and and got him in bed. And you know, one thing led to another, and she's trying to help him, you know, drink the coffee so he'll sober up. And Tina was so caring; she helped him out so much, so so much that. You know, they got the wrestling and one thing led to another. And Payao, they slept together. She found out that she was pregnant. Oh my gosh, she didn't know what to do. She was scared. She was nervous. She was like, oh. But Lorraine also found out. Yes, she did. See, Tina had a very beautiful voice. And at that time, Little Richard, Little Richard helped her train her voice. And it was the, the way she moved. See, back then... You had group female uh, dancers, and you had group females that sung, but they didn't sing like Tina. Tina had that, yes, small frame, but boy, she had the gorgeous legs. Gorgeous legs, so she could sing and dance at the same time. Oh my goodness, she was a ball of a firecracker, do you hear me? And she was moving and grooving and dancing and everything. Always smiling, always having that um, second face of it. When I mean second face, means never letting anyone know what's going on behind closed doors. But in front of you, face to face, she always had a smile, always kept it sane, as she said. Well, they traveled it. Each year, different things, outfits, wigs, hairstyles, just persona. Music all changed, and so she changed. She did it with it, and she was very strict on them. I guess, let me tell you, she fined them for the smallest things, but you know what? She had to do it because she said on an interview that they would look good out in the streets, but when they come on stage, they looked a hot mess. Because she knew once you had to go on stage, you had to look a certain way because you was going to sweat it all off anyway. So you might as well look your best before you went on stage or while you was going on stage. Well, she did everything she could. She took a lot. She took a lot of abuse, physically abusive, mentally, spiritually, just verbally. She took a lot that she shouldn't have had to. Seeing her husband sleep with all these women, seeing your husband having children with a woman that you couldn't control, knowing that you wasn't good enough, that's how she felt. She felt like, I'm married to him, 
which she sounded like she didn't even want to, but she did. Cause you know what? You couldn't say no to Ike. Not at all. Mm-mm. So she said yes, and they got married in Tijuana, but still. Hey, she thought that she was good enough for him. And when she found out that she was not good enough for him and he needed more, it broke her spirit. Even though, like I said a while ago, two faces, she never let no one know. But when she made that song, A Woman Bleed, everybody knew before what was going on. But my God, that song let everybody know, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Hey, I'm telling you, don't make us bleed. And I think at that point, she knew what was going to happen. She knew what she was going to do. If she wasn't going to leave him in a physical fight, she was going to leave him eventually. So it had to be done. And when she did, she had to go through things. She had to do things. She had to protect her children. She had to protect herself. She had to become the Tina Turner that she knew. Yes, she took the name Turner because, hey, that was her freedom. That was her start. So she took the name Turner. She didn't want nothing else but her name. But eventually, her and Ike talked off and on a couple times and, you know, she got some of her wardrobe and some of her furs and stuff. But she had to start from scratch and she did. I mean, she had amazing hits. The bitches back and she did one private dancer. She was amazing. Rootin' too. Undispute rock and roll, she did wonderful. And yes, to me, you know, she did some of the same dances that she did, and she was moving and shaking, even though in some of her interviews she said that she didn't like the way that she dressed, she didn't like the way she sung, she didn't like her um, outfits, her hairstyle, and all that. But you know, some of the things that she did back then, she did it in the 80s and the 90s, and so forth and so on. And so she still did her best and yes she did her and I did get a divorce and she found love Edwin she found love and let me tell you she went through some mess she had cancer she had a stroke kidney um, failure and all that and she still still went on. She thought, oh my God, this is an amazing man, Mr. Edwin. And he's so younger than me. I'm older than him. I didn't been through a lot. But he didn't care. He was in love with her. And she still made music. They just didn't jump into being married so fast. It was some years. But he loved her. Regardless how old she was, regardless of everything, he still stood by her side. And when she got sick, he was there. And when she needed a kidney, he was most definitely there most definitely there and it was um, amazing amazing on all the rock and roll fame that she did with Ike even without Ike now and then she moved it on and it was amazing an amazing um, part because like I said without without them you, it wouldn't be and you know sometimes people just don't want to throw up their past or want to bring out things but sometimes you have to sometimes it's just like I know where I've been 
I know what I've been through, but now I need to know where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And she did it. She had a purpose. She had the um, and she did it. And it was amazing. And like I said, if you have never read the book or you have, you need to reread it because, hey, it was something that was outrageous. And before I leave and you soak in all this good tea. Let me read you just a couple of things that she said in her book. There would be no love story on the pages of this book or in life without my wonderful husband, Erwin, Edwin, and if I'm not pronouncing it right, excuse me, April the 7th in the day he gave me his kitten and the second chance at life is my new birthday. My gratitude and devotion to him are truly river deep, mountain high. Now, you see, she's still thinking about Ike. You see, she put that river deep, mountain high in there. Uh Uh-huh, I caught that too. May we always make each other laugh. The true sign of a successful relationship. Now, see, let me stop right there. Because when she did that interview back on the road from 71 and 72 or 72, when she was younger and when she was with Ike, she said some gorgeous and some wonderful things about him too. About how Ike wanted just her, just him and Tina to feel Carnegie Hall. Just him and Tina. He had dreams and stuff and him and Tina did a lot of things together that no one else had done. But this is what her and her second husband had accomplished. I would sincerely like to thank my doctors. Without their knowledge and commitment, I would not have survived my life-threatening diseases. The foresee a professor, the doctor, and everyone else that helped guided me through my illnesses. And see, she, when she got sick at the later years of her life with intestinal cancer and the kidneys and all that and the stroke, dialysis, she was sick back then when she was with Ike at that time. She caught, you know, um, tuberculosis and she caught yellow jaundice and, you know, a lot of other different things. But she still pushed on. She still strived. This lady went to the hospital and gave birth to a child. Got out the next day. She signed her stuff out, got out, beat up the lady that was tricking in her name went on stage the next day so she had her son got out beat up the lady that was um tricking her name and then she performed so this lady went through hell and back but she still managed to keep pushing forward and still is today she says quote i did dangerous things and dangerous things were done to me but in the 11th hour Something always told me when to run, how to survive. No matter what happened to me, I came through it every time I decided, well, maybe I'm supposed to live. Maybe I'm here for a reason. And maybe the reason is to share my life story with you. I thank you and I appreciate you listening to my wonderful Tea Teacher podcast because this is a book review of the lovely Tina Turner, my love story. So from my love to yours, let's get down and dirty.